Dick of the week. Dick, dick of the week. Dick, 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 it is I, Liz, and this is our second ever Dicking Around with Liz mini episode. So unfortunately, Stephanie is sick because pregnancy sounds horrible. So we weren't able to get together like we were supposed to today. So I'm here by myself doing a little bit. I just didn't want us to skip another week and you all think that we've abandoned you because I swear we haven't. I was just out of the country for a couple weeks which no regrets here. Sorry, not sorry. Germany was fantastic and you're lucky I came home at all because my god, it was awesome. And then just craziness kept happening. So unfortunately, we've gone a couple weeks without putting out a new episode and I feel real shitty about that. But I swear to you, this Sunday we are getting together and recording a couple episodes and I'm excited about them. Spoilers. Christmas slash holiday things might be part of them because we're we're recording ahead for December. So get excited for that because I certainly am. I'm still going to do some book recs for you all because it's been a while since we've told you what we are reading and what we think is good to share. So I gathered some information from both Stephanie and Duchess. So I'm going to jump right into it. Stephanie has been reading Ready to Run by Mika Usher. We've talked about Mika before, and actually since talking about her, she's become uh, one of my really good writing buddies online, and she's literally one of the reasons why I am, why I am surviving National Novel Writing Month right now, NaNoWriMo. Shout out to all of you who are doing NaNoWriMo. Uh, we will talk more about that in a future episode in November, because for sure Stephanie and I are doing it. I don't think Duchess is, but she can chime in. It'll be great. Mika is a very talented author. She has, um, this is her third book out, but this one is specifically on Radish, which is a reading app. Stephanie has talked about it a bunch before. And I finally actually downloaded it specifically so I could start reading this book, Ready to Run. It will eventually be available on Amazon, but I'm an impatient person and I want it sooner than that. According to Stephanie, this is her favorite of the three of the Breakaway series that Mika has out. So definitely start with book one, because if you're like me, you need to start from the beginning, just because it's how it's meant to be. But I thoroughly enjoyed the first two, and I, for one, am actually very excited to start reading Ready to Run. The only reason why I haven't started reading it already is it's been a hot minute since I've read book two, so I actually do want to reread it again to get some of the characters who I think show up again in book three back in my brain. Uh, supposedly the two main characters of book three do pop up in book two, and I I just always like having that kind of information fresh in my brain when I go back to it. But she's thoroughly enjoying that as it's being published one chapter at a time on Radish, so check out Mika. The other book that Stephanie mentioned is called Everything She Ever Wanted by Liz Durano, and it is an older woman, younger man story, which... I personally haven't read any, but I would totally be down to read that. She said it's about a 13-year age difference between the two main characters. She's a surgeon, and he's an artisan carpenter. 
The first thing I asked her when she told me that was, did they meet because he had a freak accident with his tools and it required something to be sewed back on? She assured me that is not the case. I'm not sure why my brain went there first, but it did. She assures me that the book is amazing and you can get it on Kindle Unlimited or just regular old Amazon ebooks or however else you get your ebooks. I plan on getting it soon um, because I got the quote, it's so good, dude, like so good. And the sex is awesome. So, I mean, what else do you need to ask other than that? That sounds like a winner to me. Duchess, I believe, has mentioned this book before, but um, mentioned it again. It's Saddled and Spurred. Book two of the Blacktop Cowboy series by Lorelai James. And then I'm just going to read a quote from uh, Duchess regarding some of the other books she says, because it's just going to be easier than for me trying to change it up and say it as it whatever. So, Summer Heat by Harper Bliss and Gay Bayou Shifter by Tabitha Austin which are the only two I've finished since we, that I haven't talked about to you guys. Short, dirty, one worked well, and the other was delightfully ridiculous, and she's going to allow us to figure out which is which, which that seems fair. She also wanted us to know that the app Libby hooks up to your library card into the library system, so you can check out audiobooks or ebooks super easily, and so far she's really enjoying it. I don't know if that is a national-wide app or if that's St. Louis library-specific or what. I haven't checked into it, so definitely worth looking into if you are a avid library user, which, why not? I mean, that sounds cool that you can just check out books and audiobooks easily straight onto your devices. Awesome. Sign me up. So I finished book two of the Crazy Rich Asian series. Um, book two is called China Rich Girlfriend, and that is by Kevin Kwan. Honestly, I did thoroughly like it, and I read a lot of it while I was on the very long flight to and from Germany. So I was a good amount sleep deprived for during that. So like, I don't know if my <laughs> thought thoughts are incredibly coherent about it. I feel like I should probably reread it again. Um, but I did really like it. I'm not sure if I liked it as much as the first book of the series, but I'm still very much looking forward to starting book three. I just wanted to take a break and not just jump straight into it um, and read some other things in between. So I will get to that soon enough. And then I've also read Bonbons to Yoga Pants by Katie Cross, which was kind of at the edge of being chiclet and romance. The focus, it really focuses on the main female character and her weight loss journey. So she is quite overweight, um, always has been her entire life, but after her father passed away, she gained even more weight and just really, like, she finally comes to realize that she has this incredibly unhealthy relationship with food um, and doesn't do really any exercise. Both her sister and her mother have wonderful, thin bodies, and they really put a whole lot of pressure on her that, like, oh, you have a really pretty face, but kind of thing, which sucks. Um, so it's not only just about her liking this guy who she met via Facebook, 
so for a lot of their relationship is just them talking like they're friends and they talk a lot and she's really embarrassed about how she looks so she won't let him see any recent photos or like she's very particular if they do any sort of video chatting or anything like that um so she her sister's getting married and so she's trying to lose weight for the wedding and then somehow this guy this online buddy of hers gets invited as her date to the wedding and so she's like all right I have however many months it is like nine months or whatever to lose all this weight because he's only gonna love me if he's skinny which is obviously ridiculous and everyone around her is like dude that's not how this works like if he doesn't like you for who you are he's not worth it so like it's not even so much about the relationship it's about her relationship with herself which is pretty cool and it just happens to end up having a love story in there as well I enjoyed it and I've started reading other books in the series um book two I didn't like quite as much as book one but I'm still going to continue reading them because that's just how I do and then I just finished listening to The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huan which this is a book I'd heard a whole bunch about from all kinds of people saw people posting about it online uh because it was Helen Huan um she's on the autism spectrum now here okay I'm going to be fully forthcoming right now like I don't want to use wrong terms and everything but if you like throughout the kiss quotient the main character has Asperger's or is on the spectrum of Asperger's or whatever and they use that term a lot and like if you look at the book description it talks about how she's on the spectrum and has Asperger's. But then if you look at Helen Huang's bio, her like own personal bio, it says that she was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in line with what previously was known with Asperger's syndrome. So I'm thinking, you know, Asperger's was the correct term when she wrote the book. So I'm going to continue saying that just because that's literally what I just listened to for eight hours straight. So I apologize if I'm not saying it correctly or using the right terms that are used today and right now. I'm just going off what the book that she wrote said. But the author is herself. A lot of it is kind of based off her own experiences being on the spectrum um, and how difficult that is with having relationships and, you know connecting with other people so the book what I loved it and I listened to it as an audiobook which I feel like was a very different experience than had I just read it and I was listening to it at the same time as my friend Aaron hi Aaron was also listening to it so it was kind of fun that we could um when we got to certain parts message each other and talk about it and work through our feelings together regarding some of the book um but it's about this girl, Stella, and she's the one who ha who is autistic, and Michael, who is a male escort, and she actually hires him as a male escort to help teach her not only um, how to have, like, enjoy sex and be good at sex, because every sexual experience she's ever had to this point was horrible, and pretty much just, like, guys just getting it done and her hating every moment of it and she just assumed she hated sex and that was that it's not that she hated sex she finds out it's just that they were all doing it wrong and she didn't have a connection with them and 
She ends up obviously having a connection with Michael. Like, the two of them fall in love. This is a romance novel. Of course they do. And there's a whole lot happening there. And she's like, she has all these feelings about herself because she just has this feeling of self-worth that she struggles with because she feels that everyone, if they know that she has this label, you know, they're going to treat her differently. They're going to pity her they're gonna have all these emotions and she hates that you know and so she tries to hide it as much as possible her parents make a huge deal about like sweetie you need to you need to date more you need to find someone you know you got to get married you need babies blah 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 and so she's trying to like make them happy and figure out what she wants so she hires Michael to not only teach her how to be better at sex and enjoy it, but also how to be a girlfriend. Like, she she pretty much pays him to be her hired boyfriend so she can learn those odd things that you do with your significant other that, you know, you might not think of, especially if you're not used to that sort of intimate connections, not just the sexual stuff, but, you know, how you talk to each other, how you interact with each other, how you touch each other in a non-sexual way. Those things that just kind of come natural to some people, but other people, it is tricky. So that's interesting. I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. There were certain aspects of the book that I wish were done differently, but overall, I super enjoyed it. And the it, since I listened to it as an audiobook, the narrator, she did an excellent job. And that's going to kind of segue into my little mini subject, I think, for today, is talking about audiobooks, because I've been listening to a lot of them. Um, I obviously listen to a good amount of podcasts. I'm part of a good amount of hard podcasts. And I've gotten just used to listening to speaking while at work. I have a job that most of the time it's pretty easy for me to listen to something while I'm doing my job and it doesn't harm what I'm doing which is great uh so when I got I got the romance package on audible so I you know spend x amount of money a month and can listen to a whole bunch of different audiobooks that are romance novels it made things great quickly realized that a narrator can super duper make or break a book way more than like if you're reading a book and there are certain things about it that you're like I'm not super in love with this thing but you know the plot's fine I'll keep going because I'm intrigued enough you know how many books do you have that you're like ugh, you know I could just stop reading because I'm not loving this however this one thing's intriguing me enough that I, I have to know what happens I do that all the time However, with audiobooks, if there's something about the narrator or narrators, you know, if it's a dual perspective book, sometimes there is a male narrator and a female narrator. If there's something about that narrator that just grates on you, I can't keep listening. And I feel like I am not nearly as picky when it comes to audio things as some people are, but... If you're going to be doing all kinds of different voices, and I know that's kind of sort of expected if you're listening to an audiobook, that they're going to have a different voice for different characters. And sometimes that means like a male voice and a female voice or multiples of those and accents and all kinds of different things. You have to be a really talented audio narrator. And they're like, 
that's that's a talent, yo. Like, that's not easy. So, like, cheers to the people that do it really, really well or to the people who are wanting to get into it and are awesome at voice acting. Like, I do voice acting stuff for Calamity Cast, and obviously that is super not professional. Like, we, we I mean, it's, I think we do a good job and we have a lot of fun doing it. And some of our people are incredibly talented actors. Um, but there's a difference between, okay, I know I'm going to be doing like this one main voice this entire time and paying t- attention to this one character versus I'm going to literally read you a book and do voices and keep those voices straight and you're not reading along with me but you can keep everything good in your brain and and follow along like that that's talent that is impressive um and it's hard to find and (laughs) uh there i i've noticed for the most part i'm more forgiving of female voice actors uh, narrators than a lot of the male narrators and maybe maybe it's just I listen to more female narrators or at least if a book that is just strictly female narrator versus like switching back and forth with chapters but I have listened to at least one or two male narrators before that like especially when you get to the sex scenes instead of being like oh yeah this is super sexy like I'm super into this you're like Ooh, I'm either uncomfortable or laughing my butt off. And neither one of those, unless it's supposed to be a funny sex scenes, like some of the ones that Stephanie writes are hilarious sex scenes. But a lot of times that's not actually the case, you know? Like, that's not supposed to be funny. You're supposed to be feeling those feelings and instead you're laughing at the dude making the sounds. And that's not exactly what you're here for, you know? So, I don't know. I don't, like, I have some people I can say, like, if you're going to look for specific books by by specific people, two guys I'm super in love with their voices is Tim Campbell, who Christy Codwell uses for all of her audiobooks. Christy does a historical romance. Um, so if you, if you like historical England, check out... Christie's books, which I love, like, all of her writing anyway, and Tim Campbell does a fantastic job narrating those, and I could listen to him all day, every day. And then in terms of contemporary things, I really enjoy listening to Sebastian York, and he's done a whole bunch of things. He's done a bunch of things with uh, V. Keelan and... Oh, goodness. I'm gonna blink on the other person's name, who I'm thinking of currently, but... I'm pretty sure if you, like, search by narrator, actor, you can find books that way. I've had some recent female voice narrators who I've thoroughly enjoyed and would totally pick a book based on their talent, but I haven't written their names down, which is a problem. I really need to do that because, like I said, like, I, okay, so I just started a book today, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is specifically because I don't want to be like, hey, I wasn't super digging this chick's voice, because um, that's not fair. Plus, you might love it. So, like, just because I'm not loving someone's voice doesn't mean you won't love it. But I started this book today, and it's book, like, two and a half of a series that I'm listening to. 
and it's a new narrator for this one. And her voice just has this kind of monotone kind of thing. And I'm sure it's a character choice that she's specifically choosing to do. But like, it's gonna put me to sleep. It is. It just, it has this very lulling, sleepy time kind of feel to it. And it's not just like, that's just one of her voices. Like when this voice actor has done other characters, like one of the side characters' voices, I actually really liked it. And I'm like, oh man, like I really just wish you had picked that voice for the main character instead of the voice you're doing, which is going to be like, you know, 85% of the book. Because I really don't want to fall asleep while listening to this. And sometimes I do fall asleep while listening to audiobooks, which, hey, I found out that the Audible app has a bedtime setting that you can be like, hey, I'm probably gonna be asleep in the next 20 minutes, so I'm gonna set this for 20 minutes and then it'll turn off. So you don't have to figure out where you left off. I don't even know how many times when I was younger, I listened to like listen to books on tape or like CD audio, like audio things and fall asleep in the middle of it. And then, you know, of course the CD or the cassette tape ended because you've been asleep. And you have to somehow figure out where you fell asleep and for what is the last thing I remember hearing kind of thing. So I think that's super awesome that there's a sleepy time setting. It's because I have definitely utilized that a few times recently. Um, but yeah, you do any of you listen to audiobooks? Not even just romance, but any type of audiobooks. I really ought to explore the world of audiobooks in other genres. But, you know, you know me. I'm just going to keep to the romance for a while. Um, yeah. So, one other little thing um, I'm going to talk about before I let you go. And thank you for still listening. I was talking to a couple of my romance writer buddies today. Hello to Erin. I have already said hello to. And Mika and Christina. And I was asking them if there was anything specific I should try to talk to in my little mini episode today. And Christina brought up something that I found very fascinating. That she doesn't think it's necessary for the male or the female, depending on the characters and everything, to say I love you in a romance novel. That, like, sometimes, especially, you know, if there's a whole backstory to if they have some sort of troubled past or this or that that saying something like I love you might be very very difficult and might not be something that they're really capable of doing even if that is what they're feeling towards that other person so she was saying she actually kind of likes it when an author does that well and the actions all throughout the entire book shows that this person does love the other person and she doesn't need those three words to be said I found that fascinating and I don't necessarily disagree. I'm just not sure if I've read a book that has done it well enough that left me satisfied. You know, I'm happy to read the books that she told me to check out and the authors who she thinks have done that really, really well. But I wanted to know what all of you think. So I had put on Twitter, on our LNL Smutcast Twitter handle, um, a little poll to see whether or not people think that romance novels need to include I love yous. Obviously, to be a romance novel, as we've talked about many, many times, there has to be happily ever after. But does that happily ever after have to include those specific words? Um, 
the poll's only been up for a little bit. By the time you're actually listening to this now, the poll might technically be done because I'm an idiot and didn't realize I should probably do it more than just 24 hours. But as of right now, 80% of people have said, actions speak louder than words, we don't need an I love you. And 20% have said, no, say those words. I do need to hear I love you. So, whether or not the poll is still open right now, I don't know, but we would love to hear your opinion. So either tweet at us um, or find the poll and just, even if you can't answer it, comment or hit us up on our Facebook and join the conversation. Do you need an I love you? If you want to hear a little funny story, the first time my husband said I love you to me, I had my head in the toilet throwing up because I had really bad acid reflux and had drank a little bit too much. So awesome. Thanks, husband. That's going to be our I love you story forever. When our children ask us how did dad say I love you for the first time or who said it first? Oh yeah, your dad did while I was vomiting because we we're super romantic. On that note, uh, if you're doing NaNoWriMo, good luck. Keep up the awesome work. I know it's very difficult. I'm literally going to stop talking and get back to writing so I get my numbers in. If you voted today, thank you. Uh, Well, you know, today's Tuesday while I'm talking, so I hope you did vote. Fingers crossed things turn out the way we want. Um, Keep up the good fight, everybody. And yeah. Thanks for listening to me talk about all the random things, and we will be back in studio this upcoming Sunday to get a couple episodes knocked out, especially as Stephanie's getting further along in her pregnancy. We just want to be prepared for all of you and not go on an accidental hiatus right away. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear about upcoming, or if you've read anything good, or if there's just anything we need to know. So, see ya! Bye! This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>